Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. <clears throat> Hank Owl, what's up with the voice, man? I was just trying it out. Are you going through some changes? I'm going through changes. Well, yes. aren't we all? Uh, Hank, what's new in your world, man? Summer has started. Summer started, when I say yo. summer has started, we're already, sadly, 10% through the summer. Well, what we mean by summer is we mean summer vacation, because technically it's not yet the season of summer. Summer, it is still spring, but the summer vacation has started. I'm not going to school on the weekdays, which feels great. I bet it does. I remember it feeling great myself when I was a kid, Uh, and it's definitely summer temperature-wise here in Georgie. We've had uh, 90 degrees in May, even, which is awful. (laughs) <laughs> are you gonna say anything <laughs> I, was, I was thought you were gonna continue let's cut this part out when it comes we will it. <laughs> we will get back on track while we're talking oh yeah oh yeah what's new in your world What's new in my world? What is new in my world? Oh, you know, I just uh, did Right Club uh, a few weeks ago, which is fun. And uh, for those of you who are fans of Pineco Turkey and are, are part of our email list, The Flock, and if you aren't, you should be. Uh, you probably have heard all about it a little bit, but so I'll be brief. But uh, Right Club is this really cool, fun uh, uh, event, a literary, live literary event. Started in Chicago, now it's uh, several different places across the nation. But basically, it's three bouts of two writers with opposing ideas, and writers have a week and a half or two weeks or so to write their piece, and they present it. They have seven minutes to present it, and a winner is chosen by audience applause. So I was in a contest with short versus long, and I had short, and it was tons of fun. I wrote a new short story for it, and uh, even though I did not win, I had a great time, and I was pleased with my piece. And also, it was very close. We had a stunt audience applause, so they did the audience applause, and the judges could not tell who won. It was so close, and they did it again. And then uh, they could tell that time, and it wasn't me. But it was fun. I was pleased. I was very nervous. I was surprised. I was more nervous than I remembered uh, being last couple of times I've done it. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a trip we went on. Uh, like two weeks ago. Road trip! Road trip! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, indeed. So we traveled to Evans, Georgia, uh, which is right outside of Augusta, Georgia, which is about two hours away from Atlanta, which is where we are. And we went there for something called the Gathering of the People powwow. Now, Hank and I are both members of the Eastern Band of the Cherokee Indians. So we are official tribal members and have native ancestry. But yet, neither one of us had ever been to a powwow. So, this winter, I um, Facebook messaged my cousin, Michael Nephew, and asked him if, uh, you know, if, if some powwow information, because I thought it would be a good summer time to change that, if, uh, just to go to one. And he said that he was going to be in Evans, Georgia for this one. And so we decided to join him. And he lives in D.C., so the fact that he was coming down for it, you know, makes it, uh, it, was, makes it a great thing. We were able to go to a powwow and get to hang out with him. Uh, Hank, what did, you, what did you think? Can you describe it a little I bit? I thought it was a whole bunch of fun. Yeah, me too. I felt, it felt like there was a lot of good energy because it was smaller and more of a family 
not really a family kind of thing, but just it was very intimate. Which you could just feel like there's a lot of love going around from everyone. That's that's the exact way I would describe it as well. It was in my head a powwow was something really large with like you know thousands and thousands of people. I don't know where I got this image in my head, to be honest with you, because I've never, like I said, never been to one or never even really seen footage of one. And they and there are some may be like that, um, but this one was, uh, I would say, intimate, quaint. You know, there was um, this very, uh, but very special feeling of, of of closeness. You know, I think family. You know, even though people weren't family, it was it was that it was that same. It was that feeling. I agree with you. So I think what the purpose of a powwow is is to gather together, and this would make sense because this one's called the Gathering of the People, to share history and culture, and they do that in a couple of different ways. There's there's crafts people there who are like you know building, you know like doing like bead work or doing you know like uh, leather work. There's uh, vendors there who are are selling their wares and the wares that they have picked up from other tribes at other other sections. And there's the main thing is I would say uh, dancing. And can you describe the dancing just a little bit and the whole setup of how the uh, kind of the field was organized, Tank? The whole setup with the field was kind of a forest in the background. It's not close up. There's vendors placed to the side, but mainly there was a circle of benches and one little inner circle. They had a tent in the in the very like center. Of that circle of benches where they had drummers. Yeah, that's right. And and singers, and everyone. And when you wanted to dance, you would enter the circle of benches and do your own kind of tribal dance or your own personal dance. Yeah, and I think I think they have different like so. It is the circular base kind of geometry for the setup, and once you're in like the circle. In between where the the most innermost circle is where the drummer and dancers are, drummers and drummers and singers are. Excuse me, and then you have the outer ring where I think people can just sit and watch. And if you go inside, then I don't think you're always allowed to go inside. And I think you and I went inside and did a little bit of dancing because the dance that they were doing at that time was the intertribal dance, which means I think anyone from a federally recognized uh, native tribe who's a member can can go in and do that. I'm not sure you could do that otherwise. And I could be wrong with this, though. Um, now, some dances and some powwows, again, competition powwows, I think they're called, probably it's gets a little fancier. Uh, you know, there's more, probably more rules involved in who can dance and whatnot. There's probably classifications and things like that. You probably have to enter and be a competitor to dance. But this was just go out there, express yourself, enjoy it. Uh, tell the people a little bit about the drum and the singers and what that was like. The drum and the singers all seemed very talented. It was, again, a, you could see a theme of circles. Inside that inner circle was a circle of drums, and they'd have different well, dances. How many drums? Like... Oh, there's one drum. Yeah, it's just one. It's one, one big circular drum, drum, probably six feet in diameter. You know, yeah. something like you know, big. There was, and how many about uh, like people seven were around or it? eight people around it, and they'd all do different 
dances that were based off of different things that would tell different stories or be based off of different themes and most of the time at least the songs or the rhythms that they were playing on the drum would correspond to the dances that the people were supposed to do that's exactly right so yeah you have those like eight or nine people around the drum and they each have one long kind of drumstick and i didn't really get a chance to look at it up close but it's not like your typical drumstick that you're thinking of for like a rock band kind of thing. And they're hitting it, and there's one person at the head of the drum, I would say like the, like the 12 o'clock position of the drum, who is the lead drummer. And they follow his rhythm and songs. And the songs in this case are, are, are songs that they've, they've learned over the years, and that each person here has practiced and know, and they, they knew them by heart. There's no music or anything. And we actually did, we have so took some audio of that. So we're going to play just a little bit of that for you right now. I think you kind of get what we're talking about a little bit. You can hear the rhythm. You can hear the vocalization. It's not, uh, you know, English language songs. And I actually don't know if the vocalizations are words, like language words, or if it's just a vocalization of sound and meaning through that. That's something we should find out uh, at a later date on. But it was really cool to watch and really cool to see. And... There's also, besides a head drummer, there's other two people that have, or three people really, that have a kind of a responsibility and honor. There's a lead male dancer and a lead female dancer. And both of these dancers traveled hundreds of miles to be there. Uh, and it was really cool watching them. There's kind of, they are the ones um, who lead the dancing as well. And that goes in a circle. Hank, any, what surprised you? Uh, about this, what, what, what kind of I'm curious? What kind of uh, preconceptions you had going in? We really didn't talk too much about it. We just kind of hit the road and took off. Yeah, I I honestly didn't expect, and I did not expect there to be as many themes. I was more expecting a bonfire and people just kind of sitting there and telling stories. Uh, when we went to Cherokee around last year, we went to some kind of bonfire. And I thought it would be more like that, with there being like a presenter saying things. And I definitely enjoyed more this than what I was expecting. Okay, cool. What? Uh, tell me a little bit about the costumes and what people were wearing. The costumes were mostly, from my understanding, uh, made by the person who was wearing them and... They had something to do with different types of dances or the type of dancer that the person wearing them personally was. Some had these little, like, shaky pieces of, like, shells or metal. I'm not quite sure I didn't get a good enough, close enough look at it. Well, I think it was it was probably different for each costume, but there was... Well, no, I was talking about a certain type of costume. But there's a way that... Like, they all had a method of kind of, like, jingling and jangling when you, when you move and dance to make noise, and that would go with in rhythm or counterpoint to the drum beating. 
Like it all kind of served one one essence of sound of the drum, the vocalization from the singers, and the the sound of the dancers. And um, you know, our cousin Michael nephew was there. He had some that were actually you know there were deer toes, like deer toes bones, I guess that would jangle and make that noise. You know, back in the day, I know the Cherokee would use uh, tortoise shells and put beans in the tortoise shells and and use them for you know rattles basically. Uh, and now there's both you know animal products and synthetic you know artificial products made for because that as of well. PETA. <laughs> for lots of reasons. Um, so you know, in fact, actually, when we this was cool. Uh, I, I thought this was really cool. We got a chance to actually talk to Michael nephew, my cousin, while he was there, and this is before one of the dances where he is actually getting his regalia together and uh, polishing some silver. But we had a chance to talk to him just a little bit about uh, powwow and his history, and so we're going to cut to that right now. Michael nephew, thank you for being on the Owls on Culture podcast. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, love the name. I, I thought you would. <laughs> well, tell, why don't you tell everybody why you love the name? Uh, my grandfather was one of the owls from Cherokee. There were seven of them, and they went all over. My grandpa went to New York. Uh, of course, Uncle Henry went over to Seattle. Aunt Charlotte was down in uh, just outside of L.A. Uncle George was in uh, Oklahoma. Uncle Tom was in Minnesota area. Uncle Farrell was in the Dakotas and Montana, and Aunt Lula moved back to Cherokee. And it's interesting that they all kind of spread out except for Lula coming back. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, but, uh, you know, they'd always get together. They always had, like, family reunions. He'd, Grandpa would always go down, and they'd all get down, go down there. And Grandpa used to love to go down and uh, speak to some of the older people in Cherokee so that he could keep his Cherokee going because he was able to speak Cherokee all his life. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, he was telling me one time he went back down there, and a lot of them were really glad that they had just really learned English. They were speaking English. But he was down there to learn Cherokee, and was talking in Cherokee. He said by the end of the night, they were all talking in Cherokee so that he could keep his Cherokee up. Oh, that's great. I love that. Our language, uh, for those of you who don't know, is, is, is dying. You know, quite frankly, you know, yeah. there's maybe like 3,000 speakers now amongst the three federally recognized tribes. I think that's about right. At least that's what the, the stat I read most recently. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then some of those aren't necessarily really fluent speakers. So that, that number is even lower. Completely. And I know at least on with, you know, the Cherokee tribe, you know, in Tahlequah and the Eastern Band in Cherokee, that, you know, they're definitely making efforts to try to revitalize it. But it's still very slow going. Yeah, they've got an immersion program in, down in Cherokee, and they started like preschool and, and the early kindergarten grades. Right. Uh, one of the problems they're running into is there's not that many teachers who are able, qualified to teach it. So it's like the teachers are learning while they're teaching, which is you know, neither good nor bad. It's just where we are. Right. But uh, anyway, so where are, speaking of where we are, uh, where are we right now? We are in Evans, Georgia, just outside of Augusta. There's a, it's called the Gathering of the People. It started many, many years ago and then uh, stopped for a while, and they just started back up about four years ago. So we are at a, it's a powwow. Is that it's a powwow, yeah. So what is, what is a powwow? And Hank, jump in anytime with any questions. You got, okay, you got, I love it. So, but what is a powwow? 
A powwow is, is where powwow is the powwow dances are more of a uh, plain style of dance. It's a plain, plain style of drum. There's two different types of drums. There's what are the southern drums, which are a lower register, and the uh, northern drums, which go into a higher falsetto, in part of the singing. And the purpose of a powwow is to what? Uh, one of the things is you share in each other's culture and keep the culture going. You know, and at this one they had a craft craft contest this morning and some of them some of the bigger ones are powwow are contest powwows but this one is just you get out there you dance they don't charge anyone to be here so you just it's a real nice good feeling powwow and just i gotta tell you the vibe you know for someone this is the first time i've ever been to a powwow and same for and the vibe here has just been amazing everybody is so open and friendly and welcoming it's it's really it feels a little bit like escaping the real world you know of 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 daily life i mean it is in some ways you know exactly that but the energy here is a pretty pretty outstanding yeah and it is and and i like powwows like this rather than the big contest powwows because the people are out here to dance because they love to dance as opposed to they're dancing for the money and then you get a lot of politics in that too oh is there really yeah of course there is. Anywhere there's money, there's going to be there's going to be some politics. Exactly. Now you have not just Cherokee history, um, history ancestry, but also Seneca ancestry. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the Seneca tribe? Uh, the Senecas were the uh, one of the original Iroquois. Iroquois wasn't our name for ourselves. We call ourselves Haudenosaunee. It was called Iroquois because our enemies were the Hurons, and they were all allied with the French. And Iroquois means adder. So they were calling us snakes because we were their enemy. That, that makes sense. And, but Haudenosaunee means people of the extended lodge. And they, the Senecas were what are called the keepers of the western door because they were the western part of the Confederacy. It started out five nations, and then in the early 1700s, the Tuscaroras moved up from North Carolina and became the Six Nation. Oh, very, very cool. And same way with the Cherokee. A Cherokee. The word Cherokee is not a Cherokee word. You know, we called ourselves the real people. And of course, you know, some other people assigned us names, just like, just like with that with Seneca, right? As well, you know. Uh, do you feel a kinship with one or with either side more, or is it just in like? Do you feel just native in general, or do you even think in those terms? Uh, I I kind of like am split between the two because I, I grew up on the of course in New York with uh, the Seneca side of my family, but the Cherokee side has always I've never like disregarded it or. In fact, it's where I'm enrolled and where eventually I'll retire to. Gotcha. And powwows are not specific to one tribe, are they? Or like are the, most of them, are there any, any tribal and any, anybody can come or is it, are they different? Uh, it, it, it depends. Still, some of the places still have like small family powwows and stuff that, that are just for, the, just for them. But a powwow is, it's all social dancing. It's not any of the spiritual or anything, any of those things. Some of those, when you like, when you get out with the pueblos with their with their dances, some of them other people can go to, but other ones it doesn't even matter if you're Indian, if, as long as you're, if you're not from that pueblo, you you can't go to it. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Well, look, I'll let you get rest and ready, and we'll if we'll, if it's okay with you, we'll take some pictures and put them on our Instagram, um, or, or not if it's not okay. Oh uh, no, that's perfectly just because you look amazing, and uh, just thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, and thank you for welcoming us with open arms. Oh yeah, it means absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. So that was cool. We had our, uh, our, 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 our second guest on the podcast, 
and our first remote interview for the Owls on Culture podcast. So that was a a big uh, a, b- a big step for us. And uh, thank you very much, Michael, for uh, for being on the podcast. Uh, I would like to go back to one of these. How about you? Oh yeah, definitely. I wouldn't mind going back to Let's see if I could like recognize any of the things there and see like we go to like a less intimate one and fully see the differences between this one and the others yeah i think that would be cool too now would you recommend this for like a non-native to go uh yeah if you were interested in getting to know the culture or just interested in a good time really i would definitely suggest that yeah me too i think like especially even like a larger one i don't know if a large one's better or not the small one was so nice because again everybody was so nice and uh, willing to talk to us. And I think, you know, part of that is just because of the energy that was there. And part of it, too, is because um, they're big fans of Michael Nephew. So they were nice to us because, you know, we're his cousins. But uh, anyone, I think, who goes to something like this, you're going to, you're just going to kind of feel good about it. Uh, that's kind of how we felt very wholesome and good. At least is that, that's how I put it. I would And it's cool because they, they'll, they'll feed you. Like, you know, anybody who's there at, like, food time at this powwow, you know, you step in line and you and they'll feed you. Uh, at larger powwows, my guess is there's lots of vendors and food trucks and things like that to to get stuff at. Uh, but, yeah, I, uh, I'm really pleased we made the effort to go. It was so nice of Michael to welcome us and uh, so nice to everybody else. So if anybody wants to check it out, they do have a Facebook page. Uh, it's called Gathering of the People. And uh, if you make plans to go next year, let us know, and hopefully we'll see you there. Uh, Hank, do you, anything else to add to the uh, to our powwow trip? Uh, not really. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, me neither. It was fun. What are you reading? I am on the close to finishing Good Omens because now that the show, we really have to get really speedy on the finishing of good omens because the show has now come out on amazon that's right i am so. close to done with it as well uh for my second reading of it and uh i i'm i am thoroughly enjoying it it's just stuff so witty so funny uh but i'm ready to get done with the book so we can enjoy the series also uh and one other thing check out our instagram uh page i think it's we're just pinecone turkey on that and uh, or you can check out me i think i'm michael henry harris and i will be posting pictures that we took at the powwow and they are really worth checking out not because i'm a good photographer because i'm not but because uh, uh see you can picture you can see the drum you can uh, see what our, our cousin was wearing and see what some of the other dancers are wearing and it's just the costumes are are very ornate and they're, they're beautiful and people take a lot of time an effort into assembling those and it shows uh all right well until we meet again this has been michael owl and hank owl on the owls culture podcast. podcast thanks for listening